The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at GuidedWest11, on Instagram at GuidedWest, and on Twitter at LauraWest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book, Guided, is available on Amazon and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. My guest today is Natasha Riley. Natasha is a licensed sex therapist as well as a certified sex coach. She has learned how she can empower her clients to own their choices as well as take responsibility of their pleasure. Natasha has not only worked with couples to increase communication about sexual concerns, but she has also worked to empower women to make sexual pleasure a priority. She takes pride in providing a compassionate, safe space to help clients reignite their sexual expression. All right, Natasha, I am I'm so thankful that you're here today. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me, Laura. I'm really excited. I'm excited too. Um, I, I'm really excited to hear about your journey, where you started and how you ended up as a certified sex intimacy coach and a licensed sex therapist. I'm really interested to hear this journey. Um, so if you wouldn't mind maybe starting from wherever you feel would be the beginning. <laughs> um, so the beginning goes way back to when I was younger. I used to sneak at night and watch like taxi cab confessions. I would watch oh, I remember that real show. sex. I would watch Dr. Ruth. And though I didn't really know what was going on, I knew one that I was not supposed to be watching it. And <laughs> two, I had a sense of like, I could do that. Even though I didn't know what it was, I was like, I can do that. So once I found out what that was, I leaned more towards, I knew I wanted to be a therapist and I wanted to do sex therapy. So that kind of took me through undergrad, finding, I live here in Georgia, so finding my pool of people in Atlanta. And then the coaching came through because I have two boys. One is, he will be 15 in a couple of weeks. Oh my gosh. And I have a five-year-old who will be six in June. So I had my oldest when I was 20 and I didn't have my second until I was 30. And there is a very, very big difference between having a baby at 20 and having a baby at 30. And the comeback for me in my 30s was not there. I went through what I would now identify as a slight period of anxiety and depression because of my body. I had spent all of 2015 getting ready for like my first cruise. I went to a wedding in Punta Cana. I spent my birthday in New Orleans. So I spent the year getting ready for that. And in the midst of that, I got pregnant. So it was a lot of my body just didn't do what I wanted it to do. It didn't look how I wanted it to look, which led to me being very anxiety filled when it came to having sex with my partner. So I 
I was just not interested. I didn't want to be looked at. Like sex was in the dark, lights off, t-shirt on, under the covers, and you cannot see me naked. And that led to me hiding. So it got to a point to where one day I literally almost broke my neck trying to run from the bedroom to the bathroom so that he wouldn't see me. And I was just like, oh, we can't keep doing this. Like, this is ridiculous, which led to me doing the work myself to figure out why I had such an issue with my body, why I had such an issue with him seeing my body, why I couldn't accept the compliments and figuring out who I wanted to be and falling in love with myself. So I was like, I know I'm not the only person out here struggling with that. And I'm not. And I'm very well aware that it is easier to do this journey when you have someone to support you and to push you and just to be a safe space, because this isn't an easy topic to talk about, especially for women. So I'm just trying to be that space, be that light for women that are struggling. They're just not happy right now. They know they're not happy, but they don't know what to do with it because I've been there. So I'm curious because you said when you were younger, you know, you curious about the all those sort of sexual things and like the shows and kind of watching those sorts of things. Like what did you even know that being a sex therapist was something you could do? When did that become a realization for you? Um, I think it was probably my senior year in high school going into college. Um, is when I really figured out that's what I wanted to be. And I would tell people all the time, I'm going to be a sex therapist. I'm going to be like Dr. Ruth. And so when you say Dr. Ruth, they're like, oh, the lady that, the older lady that talks about. (laughs) So they know what I'm talking about. Uh, Uh But it was really hard for me to figure out how to get my foot in there instead of just being like a generalized therapist. So I found one person and Googled and found another and I started meeting up and going to events and that led to me really solidifying this is who I am. This is how I'm going to serve as a therapist. I love your vulnerability of talking about even though you knew that's what you wanted to do, you were obviously very comfortable I mean, I'm making assumptions now, but I would imagine comfortable talking about sex and helping people if they had any sort of questions. And then there was a point in your own personal life where, like like you had mentioned, you became pregnant. There were body image mm-hmm. you know, concerns and things like that. How How did you get yourself through that? It's an interesting – I mean, I love your vulnerability. And I really you know, thank you for that because even though – even though that was your your path, like you're there to help other women, you still are not immune to mm-hmm. some of the things that women have. Uh, I don't know, what am I trying to say? But um, I, th- I think you probably know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but how, I how do. did you navigate that? <laughs> yeah, how, knowing what you knew, but also going through what you were going through. Um, I think it was a lot of conversations with myself. Like, why am I like this? Why is this happening? And then putting myself in a space where I want to learn more. So I wanted to learn more about women's wellness. And through that, you know, getting the certification um, at Sex Coach University, it was like, okay, well, that makes sense of why I feel that way. And so learning through my journey was really helpful because I got the knowledge part. 
but I also got to put it into like real life practice as well. So it was a lot of self-talk, Laura, lots of self-talk. I am yeah. sticky note queen to remind me of like who I am and how I need to show up for myself. Yeah. You know, and now that you're bringing that up, I think it's just one of those things where sometimes we have to feel what it's like and experience those things so that we can help others uh, more genuinely too. So I think that that was definitely part of part of your path. Absolutely. <laughs> of learning. And, and it was hard. It was, it was hard because yeah. you think about all the things that you've been taught, all the things that you, you tell yourself and to unlearn is probably one of the hardest things, the hardest part about the journey is I literally had to unlearn everything that I thought about myself that people said about me that I was already sensitive about before I got into that place. It was just a lot of, is this true? Does this have to be true? Cause someone said it and then like working backwards from there. So it sounds like what you do, it's not so much, hey, let's find some more pleasure in the be bedroom. There's a lot of emotional and mental work that goes into what you do, I imagine. Absolutely. And like pleasure has been the path that I've focused on, especially, you know, in my working with my clients and working for myself and reminding people that pleasure isn't just sex. Like it's, it's a whole lot bigger than sex. And the sex is an enhancement. It makes it, it adds to it. It makes it that much more beautiful, but pleasure starts from self first. And that was something I always realized. Why do we expect someone else to know our pleasure come into our life and navigate that? And we don't know it. That just never made sense to me. Yeah, that's a really, that's a really good point. I've had a guest on before who says that in many ways, we're, we're still sort of like a Puritan society. Mm -hmm. A lot mm -hmm. of things we don't talk about are taboo. How do you, how do you, do you teach your boys? What, well, do you, do you guys have open discussions about things like this? Uh, we, yes, we do. Now my oldest, he's still real shy about it. So I'll bring it up and <laughs> <laughs> he'll just give me the like, look and I'm like, okay, well, when you're ready, yeah, this is, <laughs> right. Um, but the little one definitely telling him what his body parts are. So they're, are quite a few times you'll hear my five-year-old talking about his penis. So I have calling those- it, Calling it what it really is, right? <laughs> yes, yes. So I do have that those conversations with them so that they know what they're saying. They know how to address things. They know how to address other people. And they understand that their body is theirs and they don't have to share it with anyone. And they can, like, it's, it's yours to do what you want with it. So I'm very big on consent and explaining touching and- all of those things to them, whether they want to hear it or not. <laughs> right. But I mean, I'm sure that they'll always be thankful for it when it. <laughs> right. Later, later down, way down later. Down yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when their mom's not in their ear during those uh, <laughs> intimate times. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But you know what? I love it though, because I feel like, you know, I mean, that's to me, that's part of being a parent is, I mean, sex is real life, you mm -hmm. know, and that's how, that's how our children were made. And so it's like to not talk about it and 
expect them to learn it elsewhere. I mean, they're going to learn it regardless, whether mm, it's absolutely. right information or wrong. It can be uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, it's just mm-hmm. something we have to work through. But I always, I always think that it's best that they learn from my girls learn from me versus who knows what information they're getting out there or what sort of dry information they may be getting right, at right. school. Yeah, there's so ways, so many ways for people to learn. Working with women and couples, I realize that a lot of women they learn the exact same way. It's just I figured it out through porn, I figured it out through my friends, or I just threw myself out there and did it. And I'm just like, there's that unlearning again. Mm-hmm. That's that's not what it is, and it can be what you make it. And there's so many messages that say that as women, it is just our place to 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 create to make you know make babies and that we don't deserve sex is not supposed to be pleasurable for us it's just something we show up for and i'm just like no we have to unlearn that no <laughs> yeah i can and i can see the emotional component of that of of being worthy of mm-hmm. being worthy mm-hmm. of pleasure and things like that for sure absolutely so how, yeah so how much during that whole process, do you feel that a lot of it was intuitively guided or like, what does, how does your intuition work for you? And during that process, did you feel it a lot, whether it was in your gut or a a knowing or anything like that? So it's very interesting because I think I am like in the midst of that journey right now. One of the things that I used to always tell my clients or when I'm in my Facebook group or anything like that is if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. And so when I started hearing about this human design and I started reading about it and I found out that I was a generator and as a generator, it's supposed to be, if it's not a screaming yes in my sacral, then it's no. And I was like, I've been teaching that and didn't even know (laughs) that it is a part of how I need to make decisions. So now Mm -hmm. I've really been focusing on paying attention to my womb, paying attention to like my sacral area, because that's where all the answers come from, whether it's something I really want to do or I don't. Because I'm very logical, I'm an overthinker, I'm an overachiever. So I've spent a good bit of the past few months trying to focus on what my body feels instead of what my mind is telling me because my mind is it, it lies to me and my poor little heart, <laughs> it lies to me too. Um, so paying attention more to my body, especially because I use, I dance and I use movement is what I enjoy and how I let go. So I'm tapping more into my body and listening to my gut that my womb, my sacral. And that's been an interesting journey of hearing it. I still probably don't hear it as loud as I would like, but I also know that's part of the process. And I, as I learn through it, I'm teaching my clients to do the same of not necessarily trusting your thoughts or your heart when it comes to making a decision. Oh, I love that. And I love that you're in the midst of it because I think that that's just testament to it's not an overnight thing. Like it takes time to learn the intuitive language, how it comes to you and how you respond to it, when you Mm -hmm. respond to it, what happens when you do and when you don't. So I think that that's great in incorporating that. And I love that 
for you, it's such a, um, like it's, it's part of the sacral. It's part of your movement, mm-hmm. um, considering that you are so prone to, you know, dance and the benefits of moving your body. So how, how appropriate is that, that that's, right. that's how you feel your intuition. <laughs> I love it. Right. Wonderful. I, I heard from someone, she explained that meditation, some people think that meditation is just like sitting and trying to be quiet. And when she was like, dance can be a form of meditation. I was like, well, that makes perfect sense why I can go into the dance studio and flow around on the floor or dance around on the pole. And I literally just release. I let go. I'm a whole different person. And so I was like, that makes perfect sense. Yes. And I love that you brought that up too, because you're right. Meditation doesn't just have to be, like you said, sitting still. You know, it's, it's however, whatever, whatever you, you know, you're doing activity you're doing where you can sort of zone out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like meditating. Mm-hmm. That's meditating. And I love that. That's another way of you listening to your body too, um, mm-hmm. because you're not, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe you've tried like, okay, well, everyone says you got to meditate this way. I'll try it. It's not really right. working, you know, maybe you try it, but you, you're you finding ways that work for you. And I think that's really important for the listeners to, to know as well. Yes, I would agree. Because when it comes to sitting still and tapping with, and that was always my question, like, how do I... How do I feel? I don't, people always say, feel the feeling. I don't know how to feel because all I do is think. (laughs) So (laughs) I think when you go to find out how to be still and all that, it's always like sit and meditate, sit and do this, go step outside and get grounded and all that. And it's just like, but what if that doesn't work for me? And I'm just looking to help women find other ways because sometimes sitting still is just not working. Yeah. I want to, I want to take it back when we were talking about sort of living in a a Puritan type of society. How was it for you and um, like your, your family when you decided that being a sex coach or a licensed sex therapist was the, the route for you? Everyone has cheered me on every step of the way. My mom absolutely loves it. She's my biggest cheerleader. My dad is just like, the conversations are limited, but he's very supportive where he needs (laughs) to be. Like everyone is just really, really supportive. I haven't had anyone give me any pushback within my family. Oh, that's, that's really, I mean, gosh, that's so helpful. I know for myself, mm-hmm. um, I've been very supported in my spiritual journey and it, it makes a difference. I, I know how lucky I am and I'm sure mm-hmm. you feel lucky as well to, to be free to, to explore. How would you, maybe yes. what advice would you give somebody who didn't really, you know, have that, um, that support, uh, perhaps it's not, not as easy a topic for their family to accept. Mm-hmm. You have to find your people. You have to find your tribe, your circle that is going to pour into you and help you flourish. And unfortunately, sometimes that's not family, but that is okay because we have to understand what they've learned, how they've been taught. Maybe they don't want to unlearn it and that's okay, but that just may not be where you get your support. Do you ever have to deal with people who maybe 
talk down the work that you do? Um, not, I haven't run into anyone who really talks down about it. I do run into people that have a very basic knowledge of what mm-hmm. it is that I do as a sex therapist or a sex coach. And a lot of it is they think that I, you know, have sex and <laughs> I have to <laughs> explain that, no, that's, that's not what I do. There is a job out there. There are surrogates that do that. And I think that's very good work as well. I'm for sex work. So the fact that people come at me with that type of notion, it's like, and if that is what I was doing, like, <laughs> what, <laughs> what was it, what would it matter to you? So I haven't had that, but that's usually where it comes from. How do you got it? How do you do it? Do you, do you have sex? Like, what do you do? It's like, no, I just sit and have a conversation. I empower people. I guide them. I support them. I answer questions. You know, I help them with things that the basic knowledge that they weren't given and they're still trying to figure it out. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, I mean, a lot of times it just requires some education, mm-hmm. people willing to to listen and hear what it is that, you know, that you do and be, and be willing to be educated. Um, so right. I guess it is good that they come to you with questions and don't just silently assume what it, what it is that you're doing and able to learn more, which is always helpful. Right. I mean, I would rather them ask than just kind of walk around saying that I just have sex with people. I do appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're like, it's way deeper than that. Very <laughs> it's much way so. more involved than that. Well, uh, Natasha, I'm curious where you are today. What advice would you give Natasha from your past, whether it was the Natasha who got pregnant and the, the body changed when it when she wasn't really wanting it to, or even you know younger than that, what advice would you give yourself? I think the advice that I would give myself now is to stay in the moment, which is advice that I always give my clients. Like the only moment I have is right now. So to freak out about a week from now, a month from now. It's pointless because the only thing that matters right now is right now. So being present in the moment, I think going through all the things I've gone through, the learning and always doing the next thing to help me feel like I know something that I already know. I missed some of the process of growing into the woman that I am today, of clients that I've helped, of how I got to where I am in my business working for myself. I missed some of the process and the process is always like the best part when you turn around and look at it. So I'm saying it to myself now and trust the process, enjoy the process because there'll always be a process. That's uh, that's wonderful advice because I think sometimes we get so excited and anxious for the outcome mm-hmm. that you're right. The process which is the largest part of it. Absolutely. Um, is is where all the learning where all the learning occurs. And when you mentioned the um, living in the now, that's like what meditation teaches us too. So, you know, very mm-hmm. much taking ap- applying that to life um because you're right. Right now is what is tangible. It's what's in front of us. I heard something really really neat that, you know, thinking about the future, I can't remember. It's like worry and thinking about the past is <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's something mm-hmm. where it's like it, and they're they're just um, 
not what we're experiencing right now. So uh, such wonderful advice for everybody. Thank you so much. Well, um, Natasha, thank you so much for this wonderful uh, discussion today. I have in the show notes ways for people to get in touch with you. Is there Yay. anything else that you wanted to share or you know promote that you have going on right now? Right now, I'm just focusing on the Virtual Vixen Suite, which is my membership community. Um, it's me as well as the self-worth coach in there and the questions that are being asked, the conversations that are being had are amazing. It's an intimate space to really ask the questions you really want to know and have the growth that you're really looking for. So I'm really excited about that. Wonderful. Well, I'll be sure to include that in the show notes as well. Uh, but thank you again so much. And thank you. Um, yeah, this was wonderful. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. And that was another episode of a guided life podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, love and light always. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.